from the EBKV studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're listening to The Angry and Negative Show on Brotherly Pod with your hosts, Angry Jim and Negative Dan. I got a poop. <laughs> right when I started recording. I don't know if I caught that or not, but <laughs> All right everybody, it's the uh the angry negative show here where Jim's got to take a massive shit apparently. <laughs> I hope it caught that. I'm going to squeeze it. Fantastic. We're good. Uh-huh. Well, um it was one What's of the up, more guys? unique openings we've ever had. <laughs> it feels like it's been a while since we talked. What did we do last week? Was it just me and you? We had, oh, no, we had, uh, we had Nick on. Nick on, yeah. Hi, Nick. Yeah, that was a good week. Listening. Yeah, Nick, what's going what on, That's the first show I've done since then. Man. Been a... Wow, that's like a vacation for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Didn't do any shows over the weekend, so... What, what did you do? <sighs> just was talking to myself in the shower instead. The flyers that's suck, it, everybody. Huh? The flyers suck! Oh, my God! Just talking <laughs> to nobody rather than all the hundreds of thousands of people that listen now, so... Huh. Interesting. I want to know what, what Dan the Flyer fan does in his free time when he's not podcasting or, or well, you know, watching the Flyers suck. When I'm not watching the Flyers, I'm typically uh, scouring the internet for hockey jerseys. And uh, a whole lot of meth. Huh, shit. <laughs> Drinking because I'm, I'm clinically depressed and very sad that I'm the fan <laughs> of the Flyers and have no friends in real life. And, uh... Then then the Flyers game comes on that night, and then I watch them, and then and then they lose, and I'm sad again, and then I come on the show and yell and scream for an hour of my life, and then uh, rinse and repeat. Huh. It sounds the, the not fun. Fun life of Dan the Flyer fan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I, I mean, it sounds familiar. You know, I can't say that I do much drinking anymore, or, or meth for that matter, but <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds similar. You know, it's unconfirmed, uh, by the way, she uh, of the moment. Uh, thing right there. I just wrapped up a, a high and wide show before our show tonight. And there are things to be positive about with this Flyers team. I don't know if you want to touch on them right off the bat. Well, <clears throat> the Flyers are 12, 7 and 5 through 24 games with 29 points. They do still hold the second wild card spot. They since the last time we met. They beat Carolina 5-3. to They played a miserable game against the Calgary Flames in a shootout loss. And then they beat Vancouver in a boring but very strong game overall, 2-1. to And, uh, you know, I-, I think last night's game against Vancouver was kind of what we've come to expect out of the Flyers through the early parts of the season here is their system is very strong. But they're not scoring a lot of goals, and some nights they win, and some nights they go to overtime and lose in a shootout. <laughs> and last night they just happened to win because of it. So, you know, there there weren't too many complaints I had uh, after watching the game. Besides, it bored me to death for the first thirty minutes or so. And uh, I'm going to bring up a guy because you know, based off Twitter, and if you look at you know the stats, obviously, uh, I mean, the only ones that actually matter are goals and assists. 
Our boy Jake Borchak had a goal and an assist last last night, and apparently had a, a pretty pretty nice goal. You, do, you, do you want to speak to that at all? Because I didn't have a chance to watch the game. It was a beaut. He took the shot, got down on one knee. I think it hit all three posts, at least two of them, and wow. uh, and uh, found its way in the net. So it was it was a pretty one. It was one of those things. Jake Borchak more often than not, is going to be a lazy sack of shit out on the ice. But there's about a 20-game span every season where he just plays out of his mind good hockey. And he has two goals in his last two games. You know, before that, uh, for JVR, number one. Two goals and an assist in his last two. So, you know, he seems to be putting up points. And I believe he gave a quote, something like, I'm going to give a no-fucks attitude. <laughs> and I'm like, but he sure looked like you do that most of the time anyway. But, um, yeah, maybe we're coming in the Jake Voracek hot streak. And and hopefully so, because this team needs to find consistent offense from pretty much anybody at this point could come in and, and start scoring goals, because that has been the biggest issue throughout the season thus, point, uh, thus far is the lack of offense coming from pretty much everybody. Yeah, and you know... Voracek scored in the game against Calgary on Saturday. I think it was the goal that put the Flyers up 2-1 to one, Yes. Uh, in the third there, I believe. Um, and it, was, it wasn't a pretty goal. You know, it was a goal it where was, the puck it was... It was Ivan Provorov's goal that Jake Voracek had just happened to touch before it went in. Yeah, and you know what? As much as I agree with that, I'm absolutely okay with that. You know, he he like, dove for it. He made it look good. Made the dramatics happen. You know, mm-hmm. what more can you ask from Jake Voracek, who I'm surprised you just didn't watch it get fucking, you know, put into the net by Ivan Provorov or the goaltender get to it right before him. But now he dove for it and made it in and scored a goal. I guess it counts, especially when you're Jake Voracek and didn't seem like he knew how to score a goal for most of the season. Yeah, and, and following up on, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to bring up the damn quote here. I just had it up for the last show, and now I can't find it, but... You know, he, he talked about having this FU attitude and getting a swagger back and things like that. Um, it, I was happy that he scored that goal more so to kind of remind him of what it's like to score a goddamn goal again, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and maybe it takes a, a, a dirty goal or a gimme goal um, to get yourself going in the right direction. Um, something that, uh, you know, I think JVR needs and maybe we'll get to him later oh, on. But God, don't for, even get started on that guy. <laughs> For a guy like Voracek, I mean, you know, like like I mentioned already, I didn't have the chance to watch the game last night, but from from everyone I'm I'm hearing from, is Jake looked pretty solid last night. He played on the line with Sean Couturier and, and Oscar Lindblom, I believe. Um, hard not to play well when you're on the line with those guys, but from from what I've heard, he he looked like the player that we hoped that he could be more consistently. Um, is he turning a corner? Am I ready to? trust that this is going to be uh jake voracek you know every game no i i would like to think uh, okay elaine vino is getting through to him do i actually think that that's going to happen yeah not not necessarily no um but jake scoring goals is is better than jake not scoring goals (laughs) well what do you i mean what did you think i mean did he show you anything last night that said "Hmm, this is going to be the new jake he was playing harder. That was probably one of the hardest games he's played all season. But again, that's not saying a whole lot, given how fucking pathetic he's been. But, uh, you know, it's two games. So, you know, I'm not ready to jump back on the Voracek. Uh, this is his 20-game stretch just yet uh, of good play. But if he comes out tomorrow and looks, you know, strong as well against, I believe it's Columbus tomorrow, you know, 
maybe it's time to say, hey, this fucker's finally on a hot streak. But until then, it's just two games where he did something that he was supposed to do. Isn't that sad? The fucking 80-point guy, the 8.2 million guy, and we're we're flipping out here because he has goals in back-to-back games for the first time all season. Like, it is a little bit. It's a sad state of affairs. Let me ask you one more question while we're on Voracek. Does, um, shit, now now I forgot the damn question, but... Um, okay. does it, does it bother you that a guy like him has to play with a Sean Couturier to elevate his game, to get excited to play in a game? Does that bother you at all? Because, yes. you know, I mean, it's, 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 don't get me wrong. It's, it's a positive that, you know, he can get it going playing with Sean Couturier, but so has Travis Konechny. Faraby put up a couple points. Oscar Lindblom looks great playing with Sean Couturier, who think, was a fourth-round pick. I think Yo said that today. Alevin Yo said that today, that like everybody that plays with Couturier plays better. Or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, can't imagine why. So it's almost like a privilege to play with him. And, you know, and I want to I repeat this again. I'm glad that, you know, Jake is showing signs of life playing on that line. Um, I, I don't – I'm a little bit disappointed that it took – him playing with Sean Couturier to wake up a little bit. You know, uh, having said that, sometimes when you play with top talent, you need to elevate. You, you feel like you need to elevate your game. And when you're playing on a third line, you know, you play to the, you know, third line talent, if that makes sense. I don't know. I think Jake's a heady guy. And I'll bring some of this up later on as we get going in the show. But I, I think, you know, I think we. We could be seeing a change here with some of these veteran players that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. And I'll mention how I think that in a, in a little bit. I think Voracek was always a beneficiary kind of player. You know, I don't think he was the leader of the group. I don't think he ever, you know, put the team on his back in an offensive situation. I think he played with Giroux for a very long time and was piggybacking off of his success with you know, whether it be Yager or, or whoever the hell they were playing with Hartnell there for a while, those three were, were uh, lethal trio. So, you know, I, I'm not surprised. And given the lack of scoring pretty much everywhere, you know, we'll talk about JVR in a minute. That'll fucking get me going. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect out of Jake. And it's disappointing. And it's been something, you know, I've talked about it for probably the last year this podcast has existed long before that, that I've never been his biggest fan, uh, certainly not recently. And it's this lack of effort more often than not. And I brought it up on Twitter last night. Like he scored a fucking beautiful goal and had quite a few beautiful plays. And it's like, when he plays like that, I get more angry that I see him playing like that because he's capable of it. Right. You know, when he's out there skating around like a lifeless asshole, most of the time doing nothing, it's like, what the fuck is this guy doing when he can go out there and, snipe those beautiful goals and work hard and egg, you know these zone entries and he, he can be a really really good hockey player when he wants to the problem is you only see it you know 15 20 games a season and that's unacceptable for a guy that's realistically supposed to be your top right winger scoring you know 80 points a season yep yeah i think that's the expectation and he's a guy where i don't like for example shane gossespierre he's a guy where i have tempered my expectations oh, a little bit. We are going to get to him in a minute, don't worry. Right, so like a guy like Voracek, I, I'm not going to lower my expectations. I expect him, because he's getting paid like one of the top players, I expect him to be one of the top players and produce like one of the top players. Um, does bother me a little bit, I mean, a, a very, very little bit, that it took playing with Sean Couturier for him to start 
you know, finding his quote unquote swagger. Um, you know, but if that gets him going, then I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Gets him going, keeps him going. Lights a fire under fucking somebody's ass to score goals. I don't care who it is at this point. Yeah. Fuck. But, yeah, um, I, yo, real quick. I mean, that's a credit to, uh, Elaine Vigneault. Yes. I, I, I like, he's trying to find a way to get these guys going. Maybe he's finally found a way to get Voracek going. I hope so. I don't like Voracek, but I want somebody to score goals. I don't fucking care who it is at this point. It could be Tyler Pitlick for all I care. <laughs> See, I, I was a Voracek guy, and part of the reason why I get so angry with them is because I liked them. I, I want them to continue to do well. And, you know, the, the most infuriating thing is, for me at least, is you know, inconsistency, just seeing a guy that is capable of so much just underperform. Yeah. You know, so hopefully hopefully he's turning it around. All right. Which one of the shitheads do you want to get to first, JVR or Ghost? Mm. Let's um let's let's go JVR and then we can kind of build right. some we'll, excitement. We'll save back the up. crescendo for fucking yeah. Gossip Bear because boy do I have something to say about that guy. Uh JVR. Oh, yeah. Demoted to the fourth line. Still seeing first power play minutes in front of the net there. The last goal he scored was November 7th. The last goal before that was October 26th. He has four goals and nine points on the season. Last time he had an assist was November 9th. (laughs) God! This guy has fallen from grace like no other player. If they did not put him on camera from time to time on games. I would not even be convinced this guy dressed. You know, the difference between Voracek and JVR is I notice Voracek being lazy, whereas I just don't even notice JVR at all. He's totally invisible out there. If you told me that he wasn't even playing, I don't. I wouldn't... <laughs> I'd believe you. He, he just... He's invisible. He's not scoring goals, not getting anything done. He's sure he's handling that net front presence on the first player, uh, the first power play unit, but clearly isn't doing anything for him. What the fuck is up with JVR? I don't really know, man. I mean, and I'm not making any excuses up because there are a lot of people that are frustrated with JVR for, you know, uh, they say he doesn't do anything. Well, guess what? That's He wasn't brought in to do anything but score. Yes. So, like, all the checking and the physical play and he's not fast. For me, that's like I can't get upset with him for any of that stuff because that's not the kind of player he is. You know, so I, I, I'm, I, I'll get angry. It doesn't take much for me to get angry, but I just, <laughs> I find it hard to get mad at JVR for that stuff. Now, he's here to score goals. He's got four goals in 24 games. Uh, he's got three points in the month of November, all in a three-game stretch. I think it was the fifth, seventh, and uh, I don't know, maybe the eleventh uh, of the month when he recorded three points. Fifth, seventh, a goal and ninth. And, okay, a goal and two assists, something like that, dude. So he's he's making seven million dollars. The last two games he's played nine minutes a night. Uh, I think he's got at least four games this month where he didn't play over thirteen minutes in a game. Dude, like you need more from JVR. So it, it seems like Elaine Vigneault is uh, trying to put him in offensive situations where you know he's getting some power play time still. Uh, yes, he's playing on a fourth line, but I think in a, a in one or two of those games, they only went with uh, two guys on the line where they kind of – they really didn't have a fourth line. They, they had 7-D, and 
Was it two games or was it one, Dan? I, I can't remember. I don't want to be wrong there. I think it was two, but it may have okay. been one. I don't remember. Yeah, so in a game like that, I mean, you don't really have a fourth line because you're you're getting thrown out there with uh, like a Voracek and a Raffle or something like that. Two guys that have some offensive skill. Um, I think Vino's trying to break JVR out of the slump. Um, up to this point, four goals from a guy that's supposed to score in 24 games is it's bad. He has uh, the, the crazy part is 68 shots on goal. That's third mm. highest on the team. So I'm sure his fucking course is through the roof. But at this point, four goals through a quarter point of the season. That's what 16 throughout the whole year, which yeah. would be the least amount since the lockout year. Mm. No, I lie. That would have been the year he was injured in 1516. Then the lockout year was 18. Like, in 27 last year, 36 before, people go, oh, you know, he, he is the, 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 the shot metrics there. The shots are there. The offense there. He's on the power play. He'll start scoring goals eventually. He'll be a third. I had somebody yesterday tell me he's going to be a 30-goal guy. He has four goals in 24 games. Do you realize the tear this motherfucker is going to have to go on to get 30 goals? To get anywhere near a respectable number of goals the rest of the season? That's like Connor McDavid pace right there. And Mm. this guy doesn't have it. You know, they brought him in specifically, like you were saying, to score goals. They did not bring him in as a complete player. They brought him in to score goals. Now he's 29, 30 years old, and it doesn't look like he has it anymore. And it sucks, but at some point, you're going to have to cut your fucking losses with this guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I would assume, you know, we're seeing it with Gossespair. Maybe he sits on the bench for a game or two, watches from the press box, maybe, you know, so he could see some of his mistakes on the ice. See, here's the thing, Dan. I don't even think he's making mistakes. I just think he's not putting the puck in the net. No, you know what I'm saying? He's not. He's, he's... I heard it earlier in the year both for JVR and Voracek, pardon me, that their defensive play was better, that they were both doing things defensively, so there's no reason to hate them. And that's fine. You know, neither one of them are fucking anything royally up defensively, which, uh, sure, but I'm not paying JVR to play defense! You're not paying the guy $7 million. You're paying him $7 million a year to score 36 goals. 32 goals, whatever the hell his career high is. 36, (laughs) you know? And he got four. It's just, it's not cutting it. I don't want to hear about his defensive play being better or, or or he's good away from the puck. I don't care. That's not the guy you're doing that for. We talked about Kevin Hayes in the past. You didn't bring in Kevin Hayes to score 30 goals either. You brought him in to be a very complete two-way player, so I don't mind his offense lacking. And with JVR, it's the complete opposite. You brought him in to score goals, so I don't care about the defensive part of his game. Yeah, um, I don't know what it is with me, man. Maybe it's I had three, three espressos today, but I'm just... I'm in a good mood. So, like, I... I None of that I re- bullshit here, Jim. <laughs> I really want to rag on JVR, but I, I don't know. Like, see, here's the thing. I, I get people want to be optimistic, and they want to assume... Ah! They want to assume that he's going to score 30. They want to assume that he's going to score 25. You know, and, and I could look at his track record and say, well, just off his trash his track record, yeah, you should be a 25-30 goal guy. No shit. That's why we're a little bit upset over here because he's only got four. Yeah. And we're a quarter through the season. A quarter of the season's gone. He's got four goals. So you're telling me you're telling me in um fifty seven games, this guy's gonna score twenty, twenty four, twenty six goals? Um I don't know. 
I mean, I was wrong about him last year. Not possible, uh, I, but fucking certainly isn't looking good. And again, that's part of the reason the whole team offense is down as a whole. You know, it's not like there's five players that are scoring at a rapid pace and you just put JVR with one of them and he's going to benefit. You know, again, like Connor McDavid. You're, you don't have one of those here. The whole team is struggling to score. JVR is a big part of that, and his lack of scoring is hurting everybody. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see them moving Limblom off that Couturier line to get no. JVR going. I mean, it, he's got to find another way to get going. Uh, I've said it a lot in the past. JVR is the kind of guy where he needs, he needs somebody else to put puck to, pucks towards the net. He needs somebody else to uh, create space, like a Giroux, uh, like a Konechny. Uh, now we're seeing a Couturier. I don't, I don't know where he's going to play in the lineup, and I think that's why we're seeing him on the fourth line. I just think he's not producing on any of the top three lines, and they don't really know who to put him with, you know? Uh, and I'm not even saying that, you know, they're looking for a trade. I think he's stuck here. He's going to have to figure it out here. Um, I'd like to say, uh, see, here's the thing, because just because I'm not as optimistic as a lot of these people are, um, doesn't mean that I don't hope he doesn't get it going. I just, uh, I don't like to assume shit. I don't like to assume that he's going to score 30 goals the rest of the year. I don't like to assume that he's magically going to find his game. Because who the who's he going to play with to get these goals? Who, well, who's thinking to everybody's like, oh, he'll come around, he'll come around. But it's like, where? Where is he going to fucking play? <laughs> where, where's anybody come around? It's not like anybody's tearing it up by themselves and you just put Drew, uh, uh, you can put Voracek with him. Or what the fuck's this guy's name? Van Riemsdyk around yeah. to. to pair them up with just to even get some sympathy points you know there's none of that happening right now they are fighting for every single goal they're gonna get and jvr is a fucking net negative at this point he's got three years left after this year at seven million dollars if he finishes with 10 goals and 25 points you fucking think anybody's gonna take that contract on hell no Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the best you could hope for is to find a team that already has uh a center for for jvr to play alongside with i mean Giroux's playing on the left side. He's not going back to center unless there's a, an injury or something like that. Um, you know, maybe I, I would say try to pair him up with Frost, but that line gets scored on every time they're out there. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not it's not necessarily a knock on Frost or, or whatever. It's just two guys that you can't have on the same line together, you know? Um, so that's where I have a hard time assuming that he's going to score 25, 30 goals because – Who's he going to be playing with that he's going to get these goals? Because right now, you know, the other lines are playing okay together. If nothing changes, I'd be shocked if he even hits like 15 at this point. That'd be sad, man. That'd be really sad. I I think, I don't know. I don't even know if he hits the 20. Even if he gets uh, going. Like, I believe he had two hat tricks in like four games last year, whatever it was. So, I think, fuck, I think one of his games this year was a two-goal game. Yeah. Against the Blue Jackets, two of his goals came in one game. Half of his <laughs> offensive production came in one fucking game. Christ, man, that God. was back in October too. Yeah, and October twenty sixth against the Blue Jackets. I, I will say this: I am trying to buy low on him in in a in a dynasty league, so I, <laughs> I, I I am holding out some hope that he does turn it on. That should be the only way you buy for him is low. Yeah, so don't think you're gonna see a whole lot of uh, positives out of his game. So that's JVR. And, you know, for anybody listening, I get it if you don't like JVR. But just remember, he's brought in here to do one thing, and that's score goals. So, like, when you get angry at him for doing nothing else, 
you know, get mad at him because he's not scoring. That, that's it. Because he's not mm-hmm. he's not good at anything else. All right. Shane Gostisbehere. Woo-woo. This fucker. My man. I, yeah. I put uh, some stats on Twitter. Because I was curious. Everybody, oh, his course he's good. His course he's good. His offense is good. So, dug into it a little bit. Amongst all NHL defensemen, 90 have more goals than Gostisbehere. 94 have more points than Gostas Bear. 66 have more shots on goal than Gostas Bear. He's ranked 85th in points per games played. He's ranked 47th in power play points per 60 minutes. And he's ranked 205th in even strength points per 60 minutes. That is your top offensive defenseman, Shane Gostas Bear, below mediocre at this point. He's been scratched for the past two games. It sounds like he's going to be scratched tomorrow night against Columbus as well. What do you even do with the guy at this point? You know, you got a team filled with defensemen who can all realistically produce offense. Provorov has the potential. Sanaim has shown flashes. Myers has looked really good offensively. And they're all better defensively than he is. I guess Sanheim occasionally hasn't been, but for the most part, you know, everybody's a more complete player than Ghost. And when you have an offensive defenseman who's supposed to be scoring, you know, 65 points a season, and he's not doing that, and his defensive weaknesses are, you know, more prevalent than his offense, you know, when he's not scoring, he has to rely defensively, and he can't do that. And all of a sudden, he's found his ass in the press box. You know, I believe AV called him out four or five times this season prior to it. Uh, and, you know, he said, oh, you know, we're going to work out, we're going to work it out. They gave him every chance in the book to work it out, and he didn't, and now his ass is sitting because he can't figure it out. So, hey, is what Sometimes is, that's right? the way you got to learn, man. Uh, you know, so here's here's my thing here, and I, I mentioned it. I don't mean to keep bringing up the other show. Uh, you know, this show gives us a chance to be human, right? And... I think it's human nature to, you know, criticize and uh, and it's 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 easy to be negative and it's easy to be angry and honestly it's fun it's fun to be angry and negative. I mean that's why this show, you know, I always look forward to doing this show because it's it's fun. I can fucking be myself, right? So when I look at Shane Gossespierre and and I you know analyze my true thoughts and feelings on Shane Gossespierre. You know, I I try to put myself in his shoes here and, you know, think <laughs> as actually like a good human being. Because um, <laughs> like, I, like I mentioned, it's very easy to, to shit all over him. And, you know... It's what we're here for. Right. So this, this guy, he's never really had any adversity in his career until recently. I mean, he toured up down in Union. He came up and he had that amazing point streak. Um was it the was it the following season where he scored sixty five or was it the year after? I think it was the year after. Okay, so I mean, sixty points as a defenseman in your second or third year in the league, you know, you haven't really run into too much pushback. Everything's easy for you. All of a sudden, the next year, whether he was uh, injured or not, he maybe he starts to develop confidence issues. Right um, now, he's got a new year, clean slate with a new coach. You know, whatever whatever he's doing is not working. It's not clicking. And uh, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and think how he would be thinking. You know, 
I'll assume, right, that Shane Gossespierre is not sucking on purpose, <laughs> right? He's trying, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to do well. He's just not. So I, when I try to think like him, trying to make a good impression on a new coaching staff, three new coaches, three new basically head coaches, and you're sucking the way you are, uh, and you know that you're capable of better, that has to take a toll mentally. So, and this is a, another credit to Elaine Vigneault. I think he's recognizing this, that maybe Ghost is putting too much on himself and he's thinking he has to do more because he's put up 60 points in the past. And Elaine Vigneault, I think, is kind of reminding him, dude, just just do the simple things. Just stay within the system. Be the defenseman that we are asking you to be. And, you know, your talents will shine through eventually. You know, you'll start putting points on the board, whatever it may be. Um if I can, real quick, I'm going to read a quote here from Elaine Vigneault because uh, apparently Ghost is going to be benched for the third straight game, which I agree with. So the quote is, last night was probably one of our best defensive efforts of the year. I think we gave up six scoring chances, two grade A's, which is phenomenal. Uh, pretty good performance offensively. We had a good night. Also, we had quite a few good looks. Nobody's coming out tomorrow. I talked to Shane today. His attitude is great. His mindset is right. He understands the situation, and I'm very confident next time he comes in the lineup that he'll play real well for us. <laughs> Excuse me. So I agree with the move by Vigneault to, you know, it's not, okay, you sat out two games, now you go back in. It's, hey, dude, I'm sorry you sat out a couple games. The guys that we had in are playing really well, so we're going to keep going with them until one of those guys, you know, opens up a door for you. I agree with that 100%. I love I love what Vigneault's doing. He, he, he's done nothing wrong to this point. Uh, last week, he said guys are going to start sitting if they don't get it together. This week, Shane Gosses bears sitting. So everything that he's said, he has done. Uh, I mentioned Ghost's, uh, his, his, uh, the mental aspect for a guy like Shane Gosses bear. Uh, you know, what was interesting to me, because there was a quote, and for whatever reason, I can't dig it up now. Uh, if you have it in front of you, uh, he said something about defensemen like him don't grow on trees. I was going to uh, mention that, yeah. I, I'm a one-of-a-kind, and I need to remember that. And defensemen like me don't grow on trees. Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's how I took it at first. Like, man, this guy's really got his head up his ass. But, you know, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I took a step back, and, you know, I kind of – put what he said and what Voracek said together. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if uh, Vigneault is in, because I wonder if he's in these guys' ears. And I wonder if he's trying to remind them of the players that they that they are capable of being, because they both said similar things. You know, they have swagger. They're, they're you know, in so many words, they're talented players and they need to get back to, to that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. It just seems like you're hearing the coach through the players, uh, which I think is pretty cool because back in the day when, when play, I'm sorry, back in the day, I'm talking about last year when players, <laughs> when players weren't playing well, you were told that they need to sack up this year. It's a little different to be fair. This time last year was a completely different fucking monster than it is this year. So it's a fair mistake. Very true. So I'm trying, I don't know what it is with me today, man. I, I don't know. Maybe it's cause Thanksgiving in two days, I'm trying to give these guys a little bit of leash. I'm, you know, not that we take a lot of shit, I mentioned, uh, like, I'm kind of an up-and-down guy. When things are going great, uh, I tend to be, you know, I get overly excited. When things are uh, kind of shitty, I'm like, this team's fucking dog shit. 
like I just want everyone to know, like we know that this is going to be a process. We, you know, we're 24, 25 games in. You know, I think they're going to be okay in the end. But you know, there are things that have to be done along the way, and I, I think we're seeing those things happen. You know, I'm, guy, like, go ahead. I'm miserable all the time. <laughs> Until they win the cup, you'll be happy for a day. Yeah. Until Sam Ryan comes back. Oh man, poor Sam. How's he doing? Have you talked to him? I know you guys are uh, close. <laughs> yeah. S- somebody get this show to Sam. Dan's birthday's coming up. Uh. Neither one of our birthdays are coming up, Sam or mine. Well, they, nobody else knew that. They could have, hmm. you know. I mean, there's a fucking Wikipedia for I need a Wikipedia page. Somebody get on that. Cause Somebody get on. One of our listeners get on that. Make me a Wikipedia page. So, Ghost, bench for three games in a row. How do you feel about that? It's where he fucking belongs. Yeah. Got if I could players a lesson and Robert Egg has come in and has looked perfectly fine in his spot and he has hasn't he he's looked he's a fine NHL third pair defenseman you know Dave Haxtell over relied on the guy and when you do that it didn't work but at the end of the day you know he's coming in and he's looking good in the limited role and it was exactly what they should have done with Sam Moran you know these are guys that do have a place in the game today in a specific role. And Elaine is letting Haig do that, and he's looked perfectly fine. And I still see every fucking time Robert Haig takes it, oh, Robert Haig's bad, oh, it's, it's analytics, it's whatever this, I don't like him. You hate Robert Haig because of the way Dave Haxtell deployed him. It has nothing to do with him this season. People are never going to admit that he's having a perfectly fine year. They hate him because of his past. And ironically enough, they like Shane Gossespierre because of his past. Because he was formerly a 65-point guy. You know, they're they're not willing to admit that he's bad this year. So the tables have turned, you know? It's time that people admit that Haig is good and Gossespierre maybe isn't so good. But you're never going to hear that from these assholes. But that's exactly what's going on. Haig is fine in the role that he's playing. Gossespierre cannot hang in the role that he's trying to play. It's just it's just what it is. You can't hang on to the past as a way to assess your players right now. No, I agree. And it's it's very easy to get sucked into that like cuz once you um I guess you once you become attached to a player um you, you know you, you like them forever and I think that's part of the reason why I'm not attached excuse me, I'm not attached to any of the players because you know I just choose not to be. Like a guy can have a great year and you know, the next year it's kind of like, all right, you know, you should do it again. But that doesn't mean I'm like, oh, my God, I, I love this guy. I got to get his jersey. He's going to do it every year. Because let me tell you, when he starts to suck, dude, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you this guy's trash. I really liked Jake Voracek when he first uh, came to the Flyers. Now I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing, man? He's got his head up his ass. Gosses Bear, I got to say, even when he was doing well, I was never a fan. I, I just – think defensemen should be good at defense you know you could put up points and that's great uh but if you suck at defense which is the actual name of your position it it, it irks me and then when you're not putting you up what 40, fucking irks me what why do people not read shit before they <sighs> go ahead okay so for anybody that follows me on twitter you know i've been selling a bunch of hockey jerseys lately right and I ranted about this quite a few months back with an article. Like, why do people not look at shit before they message me with shit? Huh. 
They This is the second person now. There's a Miroslav Shatan jersey, a Buffalo Sabres. What size is it? Right there. Medium, you fucking shitheads. Read before you <laughs> fucking message me. That was like a read uh, wrote an article a while back about Patrick Liney coming to the Flyers in a trade. And it was like fucking 3,000 words of a perfectly laid out trade scenario. And people go, well, what would you give up for him? Read the fucking article. God damn it. Why is it so hard to look at this shit? You fucking dumbass motherfuckers. God, I hate people. Why am I doing this? All right, now it's the angry and negative show. Back to whatever the hell you were talking about. You yeah. message this asshole in a nice, polite way because I'm a good human being. Something about... <laughs> I don't remember. Let's move on because I think we covered Ghost enough here. God, this shit pisses me off. Medium asshole. No, medium. We'll just say medium. Send. Fuck. Just look at the goddamn listing. It's right there. <sighs> What's his name? Um... No, don't do it. I was just kidding. I was pulling a Babcock on you. <laughs> <laughs> you hear about that shit, man? Christia Valquezzi? Wow. Vel- 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 There's a Q-E at the end. Vel- Vel- I don't know. If you're listening to this, you're a fucking idiot, whoever you are. If you're not listening to it, you should be listening. So I can call you an idiot on air. God, I felt good. I needed to get that out. I could tell. Shit, that came from deep down. That just fucking happens all the time. Why can't people read? Hey, it's Christmas. It's not Christmas. Thanksgiving. Jack's birthday is on Saturday. Happy birthday, Jack. <laughs> you doing anything uh, for Thanksgiving? I am just going to um, masturbate just everywhere. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> what? I didn't expect that, man. You ever see a what scary movie with the guy with the strong hand? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I pictured you banging a turkey when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I've uh, never banged a turkey. Oh, whatever. I'll put that on the fucking bucket list. I wouldn't judge you if you did. You ever wonder how people get last names? Like, there's meaning behind it. Like, they names just weren't made up. Well, they were, but they weren't. You want to go in more detail there, Jim? Yeah, like, in Latin, my last name, it, like, means Big Jacob or something. So, I don't know how the fuck they came up with that. But, like, how the fuck did somebody get the name, last name, Satan, you know? Well, like, how, Shatan, how Jim. They're 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 Czechoslovakian or whatever. Yeah, I know it's pronounced like that, but you know, actually, Google Look it trans- up. You can probably Google it. Google translate the word for Satan in Czech. Go ahead. Google translate. I'm pretty sure that that word's like universal for everything. Satan. Santan. That's Spanish. See? That's a different language. Check. 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 <laughs> check. There it is. It's the same. Satan. Yeah, Satan. That's his name. See, that's fucked up. Well, the... How did he get that last name? I don't know. Don't you ever wonder that stuff? <sighs> Satan. Last name. 
check. I think it's spelled check, right? Check names behind the name. Let's see here. I wonder some weird stuff sometimes. Yeah, now I'm going to go down another fucking rabbit hole. That's fine. Shit happens. If our listeners aren't used to it by now, I don't know what to tell them. Uh, Ludwig. Nicole. Nicole. Naomi, Naomi spelled backwards. Um, Pavel. Radim. Tatsuk. Rene. Roman. Jackmonic. Samuel. Moran. Yes. What am I even looking for? Satan. I would have passed that. These are just first names. The origin of the last name Shatan. <sighs> I, I just think you're talking about Satan now. I know. Because we are. Last name check origin. I'm sure this is compelling radio. Ancestry.com. <laughs> We're rolling right now? Yeah. If somebody can find out the origin of the last name Satan, that'd be awesome. Check Boogeyman and Fairies. See? What? Ten Things You Should Know About the Devil's Bible? <laughs> what? All right. Let's stop here. <laughs> we are going down a uh, Cermak last name. No. I know somebody named Cermak growing up. This is what name? not scoring goals will do for you. Not much where, where is the Satan family from? Kentucky? What? Fuck. Devil went... Oh, never mind. It's Georgia. <laughs> the devil went down to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, well. You know the Flyers have the sixth most points in the Eastern Conference? Oh, boy. They're tied for six most points. I'm just think if they didn't lose all these fucking shootouts. Yeah, and you know what? That's where um, some of my positivity comes from. Because they're sixth in points in the East at the moment, and they're not really scoring any goals. They have the players that are capable of putting up goals. And maybe in Voracek's case, he's starting to figure it out a little bit, which, you know, there's reason for optimism. And we've said it kind of most of the year, you know, when we're finished being negative and angry. There's reasons to be optimistic. <laughs> We're never finished being angry and negative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always reasons, right? It's it, it's it's human nature to you know find things to complain about. It feels good, but you know, if we take a step back, I mean, we're we're not morons. We know, like, this team has a lot of potential to be good. We are just not assuming that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? How many games? I probably don't know this offhand. How many games have they scored two or fewer goals? Uh, Do I need too to... many? Too many for me to count. Satan. Uh, Let's see here. No, that's standings, you asshole. Here we go. One, two, and this is, okay, two goals in regulation. Let's make that happen here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven out of twenty-four games, they've scored two or fewer goals. That's unacceptable. With a team with yeah. so much firepower, in theory. Yeah, it it seems like even more than that, doesn't it? It, it feels like it's every night. 
Yeah, they, like they've scored over two goals more than eleven times. <laughs> oh, some were sh- three. If I went back and counted three, that'd be probably even higher. But yeah, and you know, Jack was saying that you know for two periods of play last night they didn't look very good, but they came to life in the third, which I guess is encouraging because it's been kind of the opposite. You know, where they come out and score a couple goals early and, you know, the second period is kind of a wash. You know, they don't necessarily lose the game in the second, but they don't put it away. And then the third, they kind of let the team creep back in and they have trouble closing games out in regulation. Last night, maybe they're turning a corner. Hell, how many fucking leads have they blown this season? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we saw it again Saturday. Saturday during the day, by the way. I think we have a little poll that we can discuss. Um you know they. Even here's the thing, they so the the tying goal from the Flames was a fluky goal, right? That tied it at two, I think it was, and I guess it's kind of tough for me to be angry because that there's no way that he meant to miss the net, that uh, that he meant for the puck to come off the boards exactly the way it did and end up on Lindholm's stick to tie the game. So when that happened, I was kind of like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? And, you know, they just couldn't close the game out in, in overtime. If I'm not mistaken, they had their chances. Uh, they just they just couldn't finish. Um, that, I mean, that's a tough game to not get two points out of. And it was, you know, tough. They, there's some tough balances there. Hard for me to be really angry, but, you know, we've seen it enough throughout the last couple weeks to where I was like, come on, guys, a fucking game? You're going to do that? Uh so it was good to see. Back to my point, it was good to see them actually get a win in regulation last night, get a goal in the third period, and we need to see more of that consistently. Um, they play Columbus tomorrow, Red Wings on Friday, and the Canadians on Saturday. Six points right there. You would fucking hope so. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, they never beat Columbus, and they're in Columbus. They haven't done that in like eleven years or something. The Red Wings feels like a trap game if there ever was one. The Canadians have been a hot mess lately, but again, the Fly- well, the Flyers usually handle the Canadians pretty well, so that should be a should be fine. They play the Maple Leafs Tuesday, Coyotes Thursday, so bunch that of uh, interesting games coming up here. Yeah, I think the game that I'm most worried about for some reason is the Columbus game in Columbus. I think Columbus is a you know a bigger physical team. They're looking at the Flyers like a team that can gain some uh, gain some ground on uh, in the in the division. Um, you know, I'm not sure the Flyers can play that physical game. I, I know they came back and beat them in a, in the third period a couple couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Now they came back and won seven to four. Um, you know, who knows? It it I I expect them to win, but that's the game that's a little bit iffy for me. Detroit, I'm hoping they learned their lesson. Uh, going by last Friday versus Ottawa, and they, they come out and just smash Detroit. Uh, Detroit's had trouble scoring goals, and they, they give up quite a bit, but the Flyers have had trouble scoring, so who knows. And in Montreal, they go up to Montreal. I think they always play well in Montreal. I think a lot of the players are, uh, you know, if, if they're not from there, they're from around Montreal, so they always kind of play Montreal well up there. I'm, I'm expecting six points, man. I mean, I could say I could be fair and be like, ah, oh, you know, if they get four or five out of this week, you know, that's a win. But they're playing three teams that are not as good as them, at least on paper. And it should be six points. 
the Red Wings game start time is 4 p.m. What? Uh, that's a Black Friday game. The Saturday start time is 3 p.m. Yep. What? I yeah, think... why don't they play at night Saturday? They play at night every every Saturday. Why not this one? And uh, next Saturday, they play the Senators at 1 p.m. Hmm. Then they go back to these fucking night games. But What's the uh, percent on that poll there? The percent? How much are you trying to find? I think I have a Phantoms game on Friday. When the hell does that start? Don't don't you dare change the subject. I, I'm getting there. Friday, November 29th, 7.05. Okay, so I won't get to watch much of that tour game. Anyway, <laughs> the put out a poll on Brotherly Pod a couple days back. I meant to put it for three hours. Actually, I put it for three days, so it's still going technically. But asked him, what do people like better, Saturday afternoon games or Saturday night games? And ironically enough, the poll was tied 50-50 before I promoted it again this afternoon. And now it's at 93, and uh, Jim is at uh, 52% for night games, 47% for the afternoon. Wait, it's 52 to 47? Yeah. Where's the other 1%? Well, it's 47.3 and 52.7. That's so weird. Because it's not an even number, but... Uh. Yeah, fifty-two people. Fifty-two uh, percent of the people are right. They're wrong. Night night games are are way better. No, day games are better. You know why? Because people work during the day. Some on Saturday. Who some gives people a work. Fuck? I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I, I mean, you think I give you a can't... shit about anybody else, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> How can I watch a some game? Some people work nights working? too. Then what? Uh, that sucks. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, day games like... are nice. You get them out of the way. 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. usually. And it's done. Then you can move on with your life. I can get drunk with no reason to on Saturday nights. Whereas <laughs> night games, they start at 7, end at 11, and I've only got a short amount of time to put as much vodka in my body as I possibly can before I have to go to bed. We just do it while they're playing. No, Jim, I'm, I'm a professional. We cover things here professionally. I don't drink on the job. That's when you get you have your best takes while you're drinking. Hey, you're telling me you don't think these guys drink on the job? Well, these reporters and these locker room guys. Oh man, God, I'd be wasted every night. <laughs> <laughs> so Claude, what did you think about that, that game, there, Claude? All right, enough. Um, yeah, you know why I don't like day games is because if 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 they win, it's three hours well spent. Ah, oh, great day. I did exactly what I should have done today. Great choice, Jim. If they lose, I feel like such a piece of shit. Oh, my Why? God. Three out. What the fuck? Three... They lose in the middle of the night? Then what? I go to bed. I don't have to think about how much of a piece well, of shit I am. Go to bed at 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> if they lose, it's like, damn, that's three hours I could have spent fucking blowing leaves into the street or cutting my lawn or doing something around the house. And it's like, damn, I just wasted it's my November. entire day. Who the fuck's cutting grass in November? Some people, you know. God. Some people do. So what are your opinions on this 4 p.m. start? Where does that fall in your fucking twisted scale? On, <laughs> on Black Friday? Yeah. I, I like it, actually. Uh-huh. So, uh, so what, what, say, what, when the fuck's your cutoff? Like 2 p.m.? If it's later than that, you're fine? Yeah, you know, I like day games on Sundays. I, I don't like Saturday day games. Day games on Sundays are great because, every you know, everybody's – for the most part, off. Everybody gets to relax. You know, you have 
nice bowl of pasta and you're watching the Flyers. You know, you pass out, you wake back up, have another bowl, and that's your Sunday. Whereas the Saturday games, it's like, oh, God, they're fucking playing. I got to hurry up, do this, hurry up, do that. I got to go to the gym real quick before the game starts. There's all kinds of anxiety starts go- starts happening. It's like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. You know? Whereas if they play at seven, it's like, oh, I got everything done. I could sit my ass on the couch, maybe light the fireplace, put my feet up, and, and watch these guys, you know? Perfect. If my night. eyes could roll all the way back in my head, they would. Do Don't try it. They might they might stay days. like that, dude. Uh, yeah. When you were when you were young, yeah. And this is kind of related. If you ever cr- if you if you ever cried during a holiday, would anybody ever tell you that? Well, if you cry tonight, you're gonna cry for the. Oh, you know what it was? It was New Year's. If you cried it. <laughs> the hell you, are you talking about? If you cry tonight, you're gonna cry for the rest of the year. You never heard that? I mean, listen, I cry at least three four times a day. Oh, they weren't talking to me. I never cried. I, I would hear it being told to my cousins. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a little bitch. Even to this day, we still cry every day. <laughs> Yeah, all the tears that I had to hold in. I'll just stop. <laughs> I don't even want to say what I was gonna say because oh, not that it was true. This stupid. <laughs> what were we fucking talking about? Um, you and your shitty opinions on day games. All right, fifty-two other people agree with my shitty opinion. He's having a and you, bit and of a by marital way, spat here. We gotta figure this out. What happened? We have a marital spat. Yeah, it's like a whole bunch of we've been disagreeing lately. Isn't it fun? It's it's more fun to disagree. Yeah, I, I'm I, always I, right, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I appreciate different perspectives. Um, no, I think they're, they're I cool. Fuck them all. But I'll also say that <laughs> that's why nobody any, likes me on Twitter. Anybody that voted day games are better are just flat out dumb. <laughs> oh, wow. So I appreciate your perspective, but you're stupid. So when we lose listeners, it's <laughs> your fault this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean if anybody wants to buy me a ticket to a Flyers game at 1 o'clock on a Saturday, I will not accept, because I absolutely will accept. Not that anybody would ever well, buy me. Then Jim will give it away as a cheap way to get some followers, right, Jim? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's coming from me, of all people. Yeah, I could use a jersey, by the way. By the way, there's Legion of Doom jerseys, everybody. They're up Friday. Oh, Black Friday. There you go, dude. You sucked. You conformed right away with everybody else. I've never been one to conform, Jim. <laughs> what do you think about the the holidays? Do you like the holidays? No. I think they're kind of bullshit too. Not to be a Baham bug Grinch. I just think that they're bullshit. Have to see family members I don't like. Have to buy them things that I don't know what they want. Have to fucking be jolly, even though I'm not. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like seeing my family. Um, nah. Just everything else, like the money, like spending money and all that, I think, like, for what? Like, what? Like, I, I don't like when people spend a lot of money on me. No, I never. And and a lot of the reason is because I don't want to spend a lot of money on you. Like, whatever I, whatever I buy somebody, they're going to what? They're going to use it for a little bit and forget about it? Like, the holidays for me are... are you know, they're supposed to be family. They're supposed to be memories, blah, 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 not money. And that's why Black Friday bothers me. That's why Christmas bo- <laughs> Christmas bothers me. I mean, Thanksgiving's cool because you get to fucking eat and whatever and see people and all that. Why am I talking about the holidays for? Because we're totally out of anything else to talk about. 
I'm not nice. spending money on other people. I need to buy hockey jerseys here. I don't have the. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got a goddamn mortgage. You think I got money for Christmas presents, yeah. bitch? Ugh. You want a present? Come hang out. Let's let's go hang out. <laughs> Jim's got uh, a crawl space and everything. You <laughs> <laughs> might never be seen again, but well, yeah, yeah, we can hang. Yeah. It's the semantics of the hangout. Who cares? Yeah. Well, we're almost at an hour. We're clearly have nothing else to talk about. This is pretty no, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, we mentioned the Flyers were sixth in the East, and I feel like you had a chance to shit all over that and you chose not to. Yeah. They're fine. Sometimes. So you think they're gonna be fine? If they could find somebody anybody, any of these shitheads they have, if any of them could start scoring with any kind of regularity, they'd be fine, yes. But that does not seem like it's the trend that they're heading towards right now. Um. So I know that you're not, but I mean, I don't even know how to ask. They're go- uh, this team's going to make the playoffs. That I will assume. But do they make it playing like they are now? Or well, does maybe R they... find his game? Does Voracek find his game? Let's see here. If the season were to end today, who would they play? Be Boston or Washington, I would assume. Second wild card spot would face... Oh, Boston Capitals are tied at the moment. Uh, The... It'll be the Bruins, because they played one less game. So assume they win. It'll be Flyers-Bruins in the first round. Could they beat them scoring two goals a game on average? Probably not. And change that to the Capitals. I think they would have a better chance against the Capitals than they would the Bruins. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I think the team is complete enough. But the lack of goal scoring is going to hurt. And we've seen it bite them how many times with the shootouts. And how many many times have they blown a lead? You know, there are still glaring issues here. But I like the system that they're playing, and I like what Olivenio has done. And if these guys can start scoring goals, any of them, Drew, Voracek, uh, Hayes, JVR, Frost, Farabee, you know, any of these guys, they have so much firepower on this team that's underperforming. And if they can get it going, you know, this is all of a sudden a really dangerous team. But we just haven't uh, haven't seen that yet this year. No, we we haven't. You're right. And... When was I get, Faraby scored? Yeah, you know what? Good, good point bringing him up, dude. I wouldn't. I November fifth. I wouldn't mind him being sent down, man. To be honest with you. They called him up. He he was great with the Phantoms in the couple of games that he was there. He looked good during preseason. He came up, looked good in his first couple of games. But man, once that offense dried up, you know the lack of completeness in his game has been showing up as well. He's had quite a few defensive mistakes in the past couple weeks and he's not scoring and you know he still has a couple tricks up his sleeve. We've seen it, you know, he's trying uh, a couple distant moves. I believe it was the one of the goals. I don't remember if it was the Voracek goal or, or the one before that yesterday, but he had some silky hands on one of them. Like he does have the basics, but as far as it can be player, I don't think he's quite there yet. No, you you know why, dude? You know why he looks a little bit different? It's because he's getting beat up. Yeah. Like, he's a I mean, small dude. I believe he's... Yeah. See, is and he it's, smaller than Frost? I think he's taller but skinnier than Frost is what it was. And, and dude, and he's not taking, like, bone-crushing hits, but... It's, it's, you know, it's a hardly ease 
Yeah, dude, he's running into man bodies. Yeah. Six <laughs> like he's foot not... tall, 161 right now. Dude, when that's you like, weigh one... That's like 25 pounds less than Frost. I think Frost yeah. was like six foot 185 or something. 190. Like, he was... God, Fairby's a tiny human being. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to bring up my old uh, soccer playing days. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I was in... Uh, I played against guys that were 22 and even 23 years old somehow uh, back in college. And I weighed soaking wet. I was 160 pounds uh, playing against dudes that easily had 20 to 30 pounds on me, completely shredded, muscled up, you name it. Dude, when you ran into one of these guys, I could have ran into one of these guys full speed. I would have I would have bounced off like a like robber, dude. And that's like, soccer. And, and, and this is 22, 23-year-old dudes kids yeah he's running into you know 25 26 27 27 year old grown going 30 miles an hour (laughs) yeah so so you can imagine the the kind of physical beating this this kid is is taking on a nightly basis so uh, it might be time to to give him a rest i mean uh, here's the thing though who would they put in his place they don't necessarily have anybody to fill the line so i think you know if voracek can get going (laughs) they can call vorobia back up Oh, Christ, man. Uh, <laughs> honestly, though, honestly, they, they, I don't think it would be such a terrible thing. It can't yeah. hurt. And, and it was the thing with Frost as well. You know, it, it's too early to judge him, but, you know, he had, what, two goals and an assist in his first two games, and everybody thought, this is it. This is the fucking second coming of Christ right here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he slowed down since. He's still some offense up his sleeve, but he's playing some hard minutes. Yeah. He's on the top line right now. And granted, they have him as sheltered as they possibly can with Giroux and Konechny, which is great. I'm glad they're still taking the the time to protect the kid. But, you know, it, it's a different league here. And I was talking about it with the Frost. We talked about it pretty much every week with Anthony on the Sunday shows. Like, he his offense is ready for the NHL, but his game was lacking at the AHL. And now it's up, and it's going to be exposed. And we're starting to see it with Faraby, and we're starting to see it with Frost. And... It's not the end of the world if they get sent back down. The fan base would lose their fucking minds, and they don't necessarily have anybody of the same caliber to replace them at the moment. But for their long-term development, it, it, it would not hurt for Farabee or Frost, for that matter, to get sent back down and uh, get you know a little more experience with the with the Phantoms. No, I think a hundred percent. I mean. It'll, it'd almost be like giving them a break. Like, hey, take a break from this this beating. You know, it's a, you guys are the, some of the better players down in the AHL. You know, get your points up, get your minutes, and then we need you back up. We'll call you back up. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, you know, you'll have guys saying that, you know, you need to play your best players, and Farabee and Frost are some of your, your better players, and you should play them. But, you know, the minutes that you want them to play with the Flyers um, – are tough minutes. Yeah. That's the thing. They're not always going to be all in the offensive zone. They're not always going to be making the highlight real play. Like they're going to be along the boards getting beat up and things like that. And, you know, they're not running into 18, 19 year old kids. They're running into to brick walls, essentially. Some, and some of the defense, especially in the metropolitan division division, there's some, some big dudes, man, you yeah. know, and they, they fucking hurt. Yeah, it's uh, that's going to be, I think, one of the more interesting things to see over the next, as the season continues, especially once we get to, like, the 50-60 game mark, you know, what, what these kids are doing at that point. You know, Farabee already looks like he, he's calmed down a little bit. I mean, it's probably only a matter of time before Frost calms down a little bit. That was the one thing I noticed 
more often than not with the Phantoms is like Frost was getting manhandled physically, even down there. You know, there were quite a few times, especially against the the Bruins and the Penguins minor league teams. Like there, he took quite a few big hits and just you know, just it's he's so teeny. You know, it was one of those things where I saw him on the ice and he was noticeably smaller than than most everybody else. So, hey, uh, you know, I want the best for him, and and I hope they both keep scoring and, and are the future. But for the time being, you know, I, I just don't see a reason to to rush this. You know, if they're going to hang in the NHL, it's not the end of the world if they stay up. <clears throat> and, you know, kind of trial by fire kind of thing. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it would not be the end of the world if they get sent back down either. No, and, and NHL teams know how to play against younger, smaller players, and let's put a body on them. So, I mean, they're going to face that every single night they, they go out there. Yep. Well, I think that's about it for us. We cracked the hour, Mark. Got to do a little bit of editing for the first time after Jim said poop in the first second of the show. You better leave that in there. <laughs> I don't even know, Cotter. We're gonna see. We'll see in a. We'll see in a couple minutes here. The, the part that you better cut out is the part where, where you said you do to a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. You sick fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm the sick fuck. <laughs> of the two of us, it's definitely me. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Leave it in and we'll put put a poll up. Who's more sick, you or me? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll load no, that whole uh, three hour episode from the other week up. Uh, no, the the lost, angry, and negative show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> then no. we'll see who's the sick one, Jim. Okay, it's not me, but don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Um, Jim, that was who? What was your show on earlier? And on. Well, I'm gonna watch. fucking edit that out too. We do not say <laughs> his name or the show on here. Well, Christ, you asked me what my show was about. Yeah, what'd you talk about? I don't care oh, who the fuck it. you had on. We had an awesome guest uh, from, uh, you know, an, an awesome site. And we <laughs> no, they're most with... certainly not an awesome site. <laughs> we talked about Voracek. We talked about Carter Hart. We talked about Shane Gossespierre, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, the Russian Five, some psychological, Lane Vigneault, coaching tactics, things like that. All the same a... shit we just did. Yeah, a fun show. Interesting. Uh, make sure you head on over. I'll have that up uh, uploaded by tomorrow morning. If you subscribe, then you don't have to worry about searching for it, so... Do me a favor, go on and subscribe. And subscribe to this show, too, while you're at it. What the hell? Yeah. And um, there will be more news to follow, but this might be the last show, the last Angry Negative show under the Brotherly Pod umbrella. Um, More details for that as they come out. But uh, for the time being, we're going to keep that under wraps because I have nothing to fucking tell you at this point. So more news to follow. Yeah, it's a positive thing. Big positive thing. We're, 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 We're... Putting on our big boy pants and facing the world alone. Woo-woo. Taking like, the condom off. Yeah. And fucking that oh, turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you better not edit that out. That's oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, Dan the Flyer fan, Brotherly Puck, Brotherly Pod, at Brotherly underscore pod. Check that shit out. I have fucking no idea when I'll be back next, probably next week, Wednesday. <laughs> sometime probably jim and i maybe a bpw here and there i don't know it's been a long time since we've got mike and bobby on i'll try that out anyway stay tuned twitter page all that more coming up next week until then goodbye and good night happy thanksgiving too by the way yeah whatever <laughs>